0: Love, talk, radio. Good morning, everybody. Happy 4th of July. This is Truth Light, and this is the light of truth, where we just shine the light on some things that maybe you don't normally look at. Sometimes it's controversial, and sometimes it's just an aha moment for people. And so uh, here we go. 4th of July. Wow. So it seems like it was just here to me, actually. And so um, I and I find – I don't know about anybody else, but for me, right, I'm very empathic. And so for me, I tend to pick up on a lot of stuff that's going on. And so I didn't realize until yesterday that 4th of July makes me very jumpy. And uh, I mean, I noticed it, but when I lived in Orlando, there was good reason because, well, it's just insane in Orlando around the 4th of July. <clears throat> the third and fourth tend to be really really crazy there well now i'm up in the woods and still i'm kind of climbing out of my skin with uh just just jumpy jumpy i don't know why so we're going to kind of uh look at how do we relax and you know for me it was sparked because of being so jumpy for no reason and um excuse me still just having my first cup of coffee with you guys. So. You know this is how I start my day is with you all, so uh anyway, um you know how do we how do we relax? I think a lot of people uh don't even remember a natural state of relaxation, at least that's what I see in with the different people that I work with, and I'm a people watcher. it's just kind of what I do. I've done it my whole life. I just watch people no matter where I go, <laughs> and uh very interesting to do. So I do find that a lot of people find it very hard to just relax in a healthy manner. So uh, especially, you know, in Orlando, again, that's where most of my growing up was done, I found that people only relaxed with alcohol or um, the help of some outside substance, you know. And then it was okay to be relaxed because, oh, well, they've been drinking or whatever. But it's that cultural thing. And uh, I guess I'm a little confused as to when and why it became sort of a no-no to be relaxed. You know, we find people making excuses for when they seem relaxed, because in our society, it almost seems like, in a lot of cases, not always, but in a lot of cases, for a lot of people, if they're really relaxing, they almost feel like they're doing something wrong, like they're slacking, you know, and so we want to address this and have have you look at is relaxation something you're able to do? Because, you know, without relaxing our body and our brain they don't have that downtime and it's actually really important for your health to to do that. And uh you know, those who don't relax through alcohol or outside assistance of some kind, usually, you know, I am just reminded of some clients that I have that uh with life coaching that You know, their relaxation, air finger quotes we got going on, their relaxation is when they go to the gym. Well, but it's not really relaxation. I understand that the gym can be relaxing for some people, but in these particular cases and in a lot of other cases, the gym was they would go and work out, so they were relaxing, they were working out, but it was always working of some kind. Now, I could go to the gym and relax because I love to be at the gym. Excuse me. And uh, so I would just, but I wouldn't work out. I would go to the gym and I would be on the bicycle or I would be working out. I would, you know, I'd be doing the machines, doing the treadmill, doing whatever. But um, it wasn't, there really was no purpose (laughs) other than just getting away from all the people who, you know, it was an excuse not to have my phone. It was uh, a place to go where I could in an accepted manner, relax. Everybody else thought I was working out, being healthy, taking care of myself, which I was, yeah, I suppose. But the goal for me, internally, was to relax. And I happened to like the gym. I used to be a a body sculptor before I had my kids. And so I spent a lot of my life in the gym. So for me, that was fine. But I'd watch people who were there to relax and just working so hard, working so hard. And while that may have taken their worries out of their minds and whatnot, I suppose, it wasn't really relaxing. And so I kind of wonder if people remember what relaxing is and do they remember how to get to it in an on-demand situation, you know? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. If you'd like to call in and have any input or questions or anything, the uh, number is three four seven six seven seven one four four three, and I do have the chat thing up, and I'll do my best to maintain that as well. Sometimes it gets a little overwhelming to do all of it by myself, but, but I'm getting better at it every day, so that's wonderful. And we will do our meditation. I really like the doing it at the end thing now. Um, we do just a little meditation every day, and uh, for right now anyway. It's feeling good to have it at the end of the show. So if you're listening on the archives and that's what you're looking for is the guided meditation, then you can just go ahead back to, like, say, the last 10 minutes of the show or so is is where it will be. So, uh, all right. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, Excuse me. What is relaxing? Is it the same for everybody or is it different? Um, I think, you know, the effect effect is the same. So the desired effect would be the relaxation of your systems and of your brain and just your mind and your emotions. So relaxation is finding that state, whatever it is that you do that creates the state, finding that state where you're able to just put the rest of the world off for a little bit and and just focus on whatever it is you choose to focus on right now that's at least this is this part of the show that's what we're going to talk about there is also then taking that state of mind into the rest of your life which is a fabulous skill to gain and uh, that's one that i've been working on for the past past few years and i've noticed a huge difference so the first thing is though giving ourselves permission to relax we don't have to be constantly concerned about something or constantly keyed up about something. Sometimes in, at least in the American culture, because that's the only one that I can really talk about, it's where I am, right? So I don't really know how it is in other places, but in the American culture, it seems to be that if you are relaxing and uh, just doing nothing, you are slacking. You could be making better use of your time. And if you are doing nothing all of the time, then maybe that's true. But in this case, we're talking about people who, you know, the people who tend to, they they go to work, they do their job, they work really hard, they may bring work home with them or Even at work, they're concerned about the bills and the family and the this and the that. And then they go home and they're worried about work and they're dealing with the bills and the family then. And and so there's just always all this stuff going on. And, And I know people like this who are constantly, they've got three or four things going on in their brain at once and they're just juggling, juggling, juggling all of the time. And they don't feel that they have time to relax if they relax it's almost as if they're afraid to relax because if they relax they might drop one of those whatever it is that they're juggling so how do we go from this state and whether it's you or somebody you know how do how do we shift this state because this is you know this is a stroke or heart attack or whatever it might be in the making you know this is really really bad for our health and it's also it creates a very unenjoyable life You know, we're here. We might as well enjoy it, and we can still accomplish all those things. So today we're going to talk about um, how do we accomplish what we need to accomplish still in a relaxed manner as well. So first of all, I think identifying what is relaxed for you is really important because it will manifest itself in different ways. So <clears throat> for me relaxing in a lot of cases is going for a hike and just being just being with nature with the trees with the little animals with with my body and my guides my angels I you know I tend to hike with my angels because it's nice it's just nice sometimes they're there sometimes they don't come along it's all good so for me hiking is a really good way because I get out and it's It's all about a big part of it is I don't want to be reachable by the cell phone. I think relaxation kind of really went out the window with with the beginning of everybody carrying a cell phone because you are never just off on your own. Somebody can always access you. So you've always got that, well, I don't dare let my guard down because what if somebody calls and I've got to deal with this or I've got to deal with that. So what I do personally is I take my cell phone but I silence it and I don't look at it I just go and I do my thing and I may look at it to see if there's you know I've got critters at home and and kids are grown kids so they can handle things and that's something I've had to make my peace with is they don't really need mommy for everything Um, but you know I'll glance at the phone on occasion see if there's a call or a text message if it's not from one of my kids or it's not an emergency sort of thing. I don't even look at it. I put it away and I act as if it's not there because you know what, if I were home like the good old days, if I or if it was the good old days and I weren't home, they couldn't get a hold of me because my my phone would be ringing and the answering machine or the voicemail or whatever would take the message and I would check it when I got there and the world ran just fine that way. Cell phones became available for our convenience not to be the end of us emotionally. So also one of the biggest things that I shifted in my life is I don't have to answer a phone when it rings. So I can can look at who's calling because, oh, hallelujah for caller ID, right? And it's not so much about ignoring specific calls, although sometimes that's in your best interest to do. It's more about is this, okay, this is my relaxation time. The phone, if I feel the phone vibrate or it, it goes off and I happen to see it going off or whatever since it's silenced while I'm relaxing, I look at it and if it's not something that urgently needs my, and truly urgently needs my attention, like, you know, if if my son calls three times in a row, I know I probably ought to pick up because it might be something with one of my dogs. So if it's not something that's urgent, I I let it just do its thing. I turn it over so I don't have to look at it, and I continue with what I'm doing because it will be there. That person will be there when I come down out of my hike and I'm ready to go back into the world. So for me, relaxation time is really important, and I've decided to go back to some of the older ways. We don't have to answer a ringing phone. We don't have to respond to text messages right away. We don't even have to know that there's been a call or a text message, you know, unless you're in a situation where you've got small kids and people, you know, but then you can just kind of screen who you do and don't answer for. And if it's not about that, you just leave it be and go on with your day and then that's your time. So I think the cell phone has been a big tool for uh, just sort of destroying or dismantling our ability to relax. So understand that that's there for your convenience, and it doesn't have to run your life. So having said that, that's one thing I think in our society that sort of uh, gets in the way. And then also, you know, we we almost feel as if and it's better out here in Arizona, but in a lot of places that I've been, it's almost as if you go do something to relax. You better get something out of it because, wow, you're taking some of your time and you're doing something when you could be working or trying to figure out how to handle this situation or figure out how to handle that situation. And, and so it's the stepping out of the day-to-day working on things, working on things, working on things, that seems to create a stir in some places. And so... What I'm going to put out there is that when you go to relax, when you go to just have fun, relax and just have fun. It doesn't have to be, you know, in a lot of cases people do sales or they do something based on commission. And so everywhere they go, they're selling, they're they're talking to people, they're, you know, they're promoting whatever it is they promote. And in some instances I get it, it's walking and talking marketing and that's very effective, but sometimes it's got to be about you. Sometimes just be an average regular person and go relax and have a good time. The opportunity will be there to make the contacts and create those. You can always just take somebody's information and just get back to them when it's not a relaxation time. You know, Allowing yourself the space to be completely off-duty is so important and people seem to lose sight of this. So we want to really... We want to really encourage you to look at where is it that you get sort of bogged down as far as relaxation goes. And if you have a handle on it and you really get it and you're very good at relaxing, then help other people understand it because, honestly, it's not something everybody gets. They don't understand it and they don't understand that they have permission to be (laughs) off-duty, to be... You know, if you're a parent or you're a salesperson or you're a doctor or a nurse or whatever, you have to take that time, just anybody, whatever you do, you've got to take that time to just be off for a little while and be who you are, not what you do. When I was raising my kids, I was, uh, you know, their dad left us kind of early on, and so I was a single mom for most of their lives. It was very difficult to relax it was very difficult to relax because I had to handle so many, I I didn't have anybody. So I didn't have any family. I didn't, I had a lot of really good friends. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of really good friends, but as far as, you know, how sometimes you have grandparents that'll come in and help and whatever. I really didn't have a whole lot of that. And so I kind of had to be all of, I felt I had to be all of these different things, mom, dad, grandparent, aunt, you know, whatever. I had to be everything to my kids was my feeling And so I really had a very hard time relaxing because it was always a bit of a struggle. I'd work three jobs. I'd run a company out of my house. I'd constantly be working. I was always on. I didn't ever feel I could let my guard down. And and it was really exhausting. And I was definitely not at my best. And I don't feel it was really in anybody's best interest. And what I found over the years was that worrying about how am I going to pay the rent, how am I going to pay the power, how am I going to feed my kids, how am I going to, how am I, how am I, how am I, how am I? I? All of that time that I thought I was using responsibly because I was thinking so hard about how I was going to make things work really was totally wasted because it was never in those moments that I got the bright aha moment. It was on the rare occasion that I would just stop or when I was asleep I'd wake up with uh, oh I could do this or I could do that. It was only when my mind was relaxed that the insights came as to how to handle the different situations and not once did my worrying about a situation shift the reality of that situation. Not once. So what good did it do and how much of my life did I waste? Just worrying about stuff that it didn't do any good to worry about. Not one little bit. It didn't accomplish anything, but it made me feel as if I wasn't i wasn't slacking. I wasn't wasting my time. So there are people in this world who are very good at just being relaxed all the time. And they're able to bring that relaxed manner into the different situations they run into and when we watch those people again back to the people watching when we watch those people they handle things way more effectively and it seems as if <clears throat> it seems as if they're just not even working at it and so sometimes they catch a little a little crap because they're not they're not uptight enough but when you look at the big picture they're accomplishing more or they're moving through the obstacles, or you know they're doing what they need to do, they're just not doing it in a way that is uptight and and really working at it so if we have to you know if if working at it is something that we feel we need to do that's that's probably not horrible because it means you've got that uh you've got that go get 'em kind of attitude. You're willing to work at something. That's great. But maybe using that energy and guiding it in a different direction so that its effect is more positive. Because as it is, and we don't allow that uh, that relaxation time for our mind, body, spirit, it's actually being detrimental to our health and to our relationships. Because if think about it. If somebody's always uptight and never relaxed and they never have time for fun and they or they never take time for fun, how uh, how easy is it to be around them? Some of us had parents like that, or we have spouses like that. and How easy is it to have a relationship with this person whose mind is always going in a hundred different directions, and there never seems to be any downtime? It's really not healthy for the person or the people around them. So, what downtime means will probably be different for most people. And that's okay. It's just allowing that that state of mind, that more relaxed state of being to to enter your life. And for some, you know, real type A personalities, it can be uh, very, uh, like, it it can be riding a bike 20 miles, you know, that can be very relaxing because then they're not bothered by anybody. They just can clear their mind and they do their thing, but they're very active people and they have to be go, go, going. And so that's a way to be going and still be relaxed. So that it's not that you have to just sit on the couch and do nothing. And honestly, sitting on the couch doing nothing in some cases can be more stressful because that's where you don't have anything to... Uh, to get your mind off of the things that have been sort of eating away at it. So, again, my coffee, I'm sorry. I will not be, (laughs) I will not miss the morning cup of coffee. It's so ridiculous. This is my relaxation time. Isn't that funny? I didn't even think about that. So my son makes fun of me because he thinks I'm just so addicted to coffee and it's, you know, because it's a big deal. I have one certain kind of coffee I drink. I it's a little expensive but that's my coffee. And I have my routine in the morning and now you guys have been added into it. And uh and so I get very excited. I have a coffee maker that beeps when the coffee is done and I get so excited, I'm like a little five year old. And he thinks it's because I'm so addicted to the coffee and it really the coffee is just kind of the reason for the routine. <laughs> And so, although I love my morning cup of coffee, it's not the same anywhere else. It's my little routine in my little house and just my time in the morning to to be with you all, to be with spirit, to be with myself, to be with my dogs, to just be. And I really I do my best not to allow the, how am I going to handle this, how am I going to handle that, my morning coffee time for me that's i start the day out in a relaxed manner and then we go from there so i have just a certain amount of time that i kind of hang out and i'll maybe have one maybe two cups of coffee so it's really not about the coffee at all it's my process you know it's just i've created such a an excited sort of environment around my morning relax time that now people people kind of think i'm a little strange probably but that's okay so there is no doing anything until i had like an hour with my coffee and and i just relax and and so it's it's a set and this is another key to relaxing it's a set amount of time so i before you know say nine o'clock in the morning i don't think about real life I just don't do it. Or if I get up really early, then it's before 7 o'clock in the morning or whatever it may be. It depends, but I, I take the first couple of hours. That's my time. Nobody else gets that time. It just doesn't happen. That's my time. And if I have to be someplace, if I have an appointment or somebody's here for a private retreat or something, then I get up. I shift my schedule around so that I have that time. I make sure that I create that time for my personal relaxation. And then I get my day started in a relaxed manner, and there's no chaos and craziness. And for me, it sets the tone for a very nice, relaxed day in a lot of cases. Now, it may be that, you know what, I just have a poop storm to deal with. And it's just going to be coming at me no matter what I do, because that's it just happens sometimes in life. Sometimes there's just so much to deal with and you just have to. But it doesn't get dealt with until after I've had my hour or two. I don't even really think about it other than allowing, I sort of give permission to my angels, to the powers that be, to give me insight while I'm relaxing. That's fine. But I'm not going to sit and run my brain like a hamster in a wheel over it. And so I create that space for relaxation. Relaxation. I highly encourage people to do that and allow yourself to really just be relaxed in that time. The world and and your place in it, it's not going to shift completely off its axis if you take an hour a day to just just do your thing. If you like crossword puzzles, do that. If you like gardening, do that. If you whatever it is. Whatever it is for me, playing with my dogs is about the best thing in the world. And uh And so it takes many different forms for for everybody, but finding that space on a daily basis, if possible, at least several times a week to just relax and just be yourself with your family, your friends, or just on your own is so important. It's good for your health. It really actually is helping you accomplish more than constantly being concerned about things and constantly thinking about things and striving and working for and and all of this you can get back to that after your your little time of relaxation that's fine because what you'll find is as you take this time to to just stop and be and just allow all the systems to just take a little bit of a break then when you're on your game when you're moving in the rest of the world things come so much more smoothly because you're not worn out you're not drained you're not just spinning constantly spinning so many people are spinning nonstop stop in their minds and in their just in their being you know when I teach classes, we have people come into Sedona all the time, and the center, Sacred Light of Sedona, is where I work out of. And uh, we have people come in for angel meet and greets, which has kind of become my patented class, right? It's it's kind of the one people come to me for at the beginning. And um, <clears throat> it's amazing to watch people come in who are, you know, professionals or very stressed out about life or just going through a whole lot in their life. And by the end of the class, they've experienced, Experienced what it is to be relaxed. And I, I was really a little shocked to find that a lot of people don't even know what relaxation actually feels like. It's new to them because they've been keyed up for so long and they've been, you know, again, society sort of grooms us for You've got to be going, going, going all the time. You've got to be striving for something. Or if you're not stressed out about the things that are wrong in your life, what's happening to you and how are you ever going to handle it? And and really that just keeps us spinning in in all kinds of various directions and never really accomplishing anything. So I would encourage you all to look around and see if you see anybody in your life who's actually pretty good at relaxing. And I don't mean... Um, you know, again, like in Orlando, I just, I can only go back to that because that's what I grew up with. In Orlando, people didn't relax without going out to the clubs and drinking, or they'd have a barbecue. Fourth of July, big time, they'd have a barbecue. They're going to relax with a whole lot of beers, you know, a whole lot of wine. There's nothing wrong with a beer, a wine, whatever. That's, That's great. A drink, whatever. Sometimes that helps us just kind of get into the mode. But If we're relying on the outside substances to be the only way we know how to relax, then we've got kind of an issue. So I've noticed out here in Arizona, people actually create time. They have a set time they go hiking. Or, you know, when they go out for a hike, that's it. Don't try to reach them on the cell phone. You're not going to get them. You know, they just, uh, they make it, a lot of people here anyway, make it, A part of their life to do this to go out and hike to to go enjoy life to go camp for a weekend or you know it's it's a part of the culture out here which is so important and i find that it seems to me people are getting a lot more done in their regular day-to-day life and everybody gets along so much better and it's just a much nicer society to be in than in the society where people just don't take time to relax, so today we've had a few people join us, so today we're talking about relaxation and how to find it, and uh you know actually recognizing yourself when you relax I know for for quite a while, <clears throat> and even now, I guess sometimes for some people, they didn't realize when I was relaxed. They actually thought I was drunk if I was relaxed. <laughs> because it just didn't happen very often. You know, when I when my kids were little and I was working so hard and I was so stressed out and it was life was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge at that point. And so it was very difficult for me to find time to relax. And so when I did relax and I'd just be giggly or whatever, people always thought I was drunk because that was the only way in that culture that you could possibly be relaxed was if you were drunk. <laughs> so... You know, we want to look around and think, okay, well, where are we living? What are we surrounded by? And how can relaxation be a part of my everyday life? Do you do it in public? Do you do it in private? It doesn't really matter as long as you're doing it. So today, most people have off work, I think, you know, most people. And uh, perhaps this is a day that you can go through and find your relaxed being. Just if you're if you're having a cookout, if you're going to be with friends, if you're going to see fireworks stop and and think about what relaxes your mind. Who do you know who is able to stay relaxed through situations? And then this brings us to the other point We're we're kind of coming into a different section of this, but but today see if you can relax. It's a good day for it. People expect you to be relaxed on the 4th of July. It's kind of a relax and have a good time day and see how it goes for you. And if you have a hard time being in the now and just being relaxed, think about or don't think about, (laughs) relax, but allow yourself to bear witness to the things that get in your way of relaxing. What is it that your mind is spinning endlessly on? What is it that you're, maybe feeling you need to do Um, a lot of, a lot of codependency comes out on holidays. You know, the need to, to be there taking care of everybody and doing everything for everybody. And does this get in your way of relaxing? Could they maybe cut their meat themselves? (laughs) Could they maybe get their own potato salad, whatever it might be. And there's, there's being polite and then there's being codependent. And so, that is definitely another tendency when people are codependent. It definitely feels like a big no-no to relax. They feel, in a lot of cases, I know we <laughs> we just have codependency running rampant through one side of my family, and those people just can't relax. They just can't do it. It's the most bizarre thing. And so is that something that you deal with, or is that someone you love? You know, someone that you love, do they deal with that? And uh, finding these things that get in your way of relaxing because relaxation is a huge part of staying healthy. So then we come into, um, I know I was going in a direction. See, I should make notes because I get talking to you guys and I lose where I'm going. So creating that relaxed space throughout your life is the next step. Once you identify and you kind of get the hang of being able to go relax on demand, you know, Um, Then the next step is how do you basically stay relaxed through life even when stuff is flying at you and still deal with the things you need to deal with but in a relaxed manner? So what I've found that works for me, and that's what I can talk about because that's what's worked for me, is that over the years, over the past, I'd say three, probably three or four years, um, I really have had a lot of situations come up that were challenging because I'm moving through this new shift in my life and and I could be very stressed out about all the different things that I have to worry about or I could say, you know what, I'm here right now dealing with this one thing. So how about I focus on this one thing and just sort of pigeonhole the different things that need to be dealt with. So as I'm working on, you know, where... Where is rent for my business coming from? You know, I'm, I'm wanting to start a business. I feel it's an important thing to do. I don't know where the money's going to come from at the moment. So, in a relaxed state of mind, I can and this is just a random example. It's not actually something that's going on. It's just a random example. But uh so as I'm you know, I've got the right I've got to pay the power bill and the water bill's due and oh yeah, the kids need to go to the dentist and Right, I forgot I told so-and-so. I'd go over there and I'd help them with something. And, oh, my gosh, I have this appointment tomorrow that I have to remember to get to and I have to be prepared for. and So we have all these things flying around in our heads, right? But we still need to deal with the thing that's ahead of us, the moment that we're in right now. So will those things still be there as we deal with this one thing? So instead of allowing all of this chatter in my head it's almost as if I take it like it's one like a big velvet curtain and I just move it to the side. And I just kinda of clip it back and say thank you for sharing. Always it's such a that's a technique I learned in a workshop and I gotta say, I love it. Because it doesn't you're not trying to shut your subconscious off, you're not trying you're not being rude to yourself, you're not being um disrespectful. You just thank you for sharing to your subconscious mind and all this chitter chatter in your mind. I got it, I remember. Okay, thank you. And then right now I'm going to deal with this, so we get this dealt with. And so then you deal with whatever's in front of you right now. And then you can go back to those things and say, okay, now I'm looking at these things that now have been put on the shelf, right, or behind the curtain, and which of these things can I deal with next? And then you take that one thing and you deal with it, and everything else stays behind that curtain. And you just deal with it. What's happened in our society, one of the biggest things I think that uh, has happened for me is I no longer multitask, you know, and people, boy, they brag about being able to multitask, and I used to be amazing at it. I could have 12 different things going at once. I would never drop the ball. I was just moving and grooving, and I had one of those minor stroke things, the TIAs, however, whatever they're called, it but it's tiny stroke. And, uh, it affected me considerably for months. My brain was not the same, maybe a year. And, uh, and I learned that, you know, my, poor honestly, my poor little brain just short circuited. It can only handle so much. I mean, I know our brains are fantastic and all, but really they can only, it's kind of cruel and unusual punishment to have them going as much as we tend to in our society. So, in that year, I was unable to multitask, which for me was I was just devastated i didn 't even know how to go through life without doing many, many different things all at once, and so I was forced to learn and that was uh probably three that was three or four years ago because that 's when the shift changed the shift came about and uh so now i 've learned I don 't multitask anymore, and I get so much more done. So much more done because I'm actually present with whatever it is i'm doing so if i'm if I'm like last night i was I was working on some things that needed my attention and and there were other things happening that I could have been dealing with, but you know what they'll wait until today, and you know there were phone calls coming in and text messages coming in, and I was conversing with one person as I was doing this other situation and uh, via text message because that was less disturbing to me, and and then they you know they said could we talk and I said no I you know I'm doing this this business plan thing, and um, and so they were very considerate, you know some people don't understand that not everybody wants to be multitasking that they want to be focused on what they're doing and so this person was very considerate and said you know that was fine and so then I went back to what I was doing and. I got done what I needed to get done. Everything that I would have been preoccupied by is still here today for me to do. Nothing is, And if something is so urgent that it won't still be here to do, then maybe you need to put down what you're doing and go deal with that, if it's something that's important. Now, I learned a long time ago, I worked in a sales office, and in the sales office, they, they were very hardcore about you pack up your personal life, just mentally, they would do this morning meeting and they'd say, okay, everybody is packing up their personal life and leaving that baggage outside the door. We just have a stack of baggage and you can reclaim your baggage when you go out that door. But when you're in this office, you are here and now. And that was one of the places that really trained me. At first, I thought they were horrible. <laughs> I thought they were horrible. <laughs> because again, single mom, two kids. and so. But it, unless it was urgent... I was to be their employee for the time that I was there. And as their employee, I was then able to earn more money than I had ever earned before to help take care of those kids. Rather than letting the situation with my kids and all of the stuff that was weighing on me as a single mom be with me at work so that I'm not focusing and I'm not on my game at work, then I wouldn't have made as much money. So they really were the ones who began teaching me about putting things to the side. And and you know what? The the situations were always there when I got out of work. And there were times that things needed to be dealt with while I was at work. And so I made arrangements to take a half hour off to go deal with my phone calls or deal with whatever had to be done or take the day off or whatever it was I needed, but 100% while I was at work. And so they really taught me how to just move everything to the side and be relaxed. And it was a very relaxed we worked very hard, but we had a lot of fun. It was they created a very relaxed environment so that you were at work, you were enjoying it, and you were you were on your A game. And so for me this was huge. They were the ones probably who first taught me about relaxing and how beneficial it is. So we're getting down to um a little bit. We're getting down to about 20 minutes, a little less than 20 minutes. I do want to just real quickly say thank you to Holistic Naturals. It's HolisticNaturalsCO.com. I have been using, holy moly, I was feeling really run down, really out of it. And then I realized our old sponsors from the Mystic's Place, my other show, had this fabulous line of supplements. So why was I not doing them? So I got the Superfood, the Moringa, and the uh, the Pure Energy supplements. And i got to say, I use them every day. And I am able to move and groove through things in a really nice, nice level of energy. It feels really good. I feel very healthy. So I want to remind people of them, and hope that you'll check them out. And the moringa, the pure energy, fabulous. Uh, Water relief is great if you have, you know, headaches that kind of thing. Um, So that's holisticnaturalsco.com. And then her cookbook is amazing. It just came out. It's on Amazon and through the website. It's Eat Conscious and Be Merry. And it is fantastic and super simple. So if you're looking for gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, raw, it can be all of those things, but you can tweak the recipes. She's made it so it's good for everybody. So, um, again, eat conscious and be merry. That's spring rain peony. And uh, so, okay, so this week, I'm going to say this week, because you can really learn a lot in a week or this month. We're early in July, say this month. Just take some time and and. Be conscious of when you are most relaxed. Be conscious of when you are the least relaxed. Be conscious of how much chatter goes on in your head about things that you have to do in the future or things that have happened in the past. That's another one, things that have happened in the past. I know some people get those conversations in their head with people that they're not going to (laughs) have. It's a conversation you're never going to have. Oh, I would say this and I would do that. And if it were me and, you know, or if he ever said this, I would say that. And how much of your time is spent with that stuff going on in your head? How many, if if you look at your brain like a computer and try to see how many different programs are running all at once, you know, are you going to fry that hard drive (laughs) and just be aware, becoming aware of these things is kind of the first step. And then you can, as they come up, that just you know what, thank you. I don't want to have that conversation right now. That's silly. We will never have that conversation. Why am I having it now? You know, or why why put energy that's the other thing is, you know, we get those conversations going about, well, if they did this or if he said that or I'm just gonna be prepared and I'm gonna know what I'm gonna say and so we kinda of get into these rants in our head or just these different conversations and different situations in our heads, the different scenarios that this is how we would handle it if it ever happened. And, you know, in reality, are you not just really spinning your wheels needlessly? And are you not putting energy towards something you don't even want to see happen? If you're going to do that, at least have it be conversations of, well, if my boss ever said, you know what, we'd like to just give you half of the company <laughs> you know have those conversations have you know what we'd like you to pick your job and your salary and your days off we'd like to just give you everything you would like and how would you respond to that if you're going to have conversations going on in your head have the conversations that bring you joy and happiness and they're like daydreams and fabulous and wonderful it used to be that way people did a lot more of that now it's more of the uh confrontational stuff conflictive and combative and so getting past that is really good because how are you ever going to relax if that's what happens is your mind's not used to being quiet and so if your mind isn't used to being quiet and relaxed it's going to fill itself with stuff so if you can allow it to just know that it's okay to be relaxed just enjoy the quiet you know out here um, when I first came out here to Arizona, I was completely blown away because I'd grown up in Florida, and there's not a quiet space in florida you You can't find one you have to look really hard here. you drive out to these different areas, and there is nothing for miles and the it's it's very loud, but it's the wind blowing over the sand or through the mountains or through the trees, or there's just no sound, no sound, no man made sounds at all and my little brain that had grown up in Orlando, Florida, almost hurt because it was so um it was so freaked out by this wait, what, there's nothing it's almost like it's trying to find something to grab onto and there's nothing and it doesn't know what to do. And so that's when I realized, this was about seven years ago, that's when I realized, wow, my mind doesn't even know how to be in quiet. That's probably not a good sign. And so I really started taking steps to create a more relaxed space to be in because if our mind doesn't even know how to handle relaxation, it's probably a bad sign. (laughs) So, you know, and, and that was, uh, two or three years before I had the little stroke. Um, and so really it was a bad sign that my mind couldn't handle being in the quiet. And so now I really, I look for those places and I go to those places and I just, I just soak it all in. I just am a sponge for that quiet, relaxed atmosphere. There's just nothing. And it is fabulous. It's nothing, but it's so much. There's all this life going on around me, and it's just beautiful. But there's none of the man-made chaotic stuff, you know. And so by going to these places now, I'm better able to just be in that relaxed state as I go through my day. Now, am I always relaxed? No, I'm not always relaxed. I'm a person. I'm human. I'm still here journeying like everybody else. But I can handle things as they come up in more of a relaxed manner. You know, it can be one of those, uh, they talk all the time at the center about how, you know, I can be in kind of a mood trying to deal with things and frustrated. And the second somebody comes in who needs a reading or who needs service, I shift right out of it because what's happened, I'm in that situation that's kind of stressing me out, but I'm in it 100% dealing with it, and maybe it creates a frustrated mood around me, but I'm dealing with it, but the second that somebody comes in, I'm at work, right, so the second somebody comes in, I put that down, that frustrating situation down, and I know it'll be there when I come back, and I don't even have to be frustrated with it when I come back, hopefully as I'm doing some healing work on somebody i'll come back with a new perspective but i put it down and i go to the next thing and i deal with that client and i am a hundred percent with that client i'm not with that client and thinking about what i was just doing or how i'm going to handle it in the future i'm there with that client 100 percent. and so they're always amazed to see and we're trying to help them understand how to just shift that immediately because you don't have to multitask when you're multitasking. It's not, I know in our culture it seems to be an empowering trait. It seems to be a really good thing. But in fact, people who tend to multitask tend not to be able to relax because their mind is always going, always going, always going. And we're, we're training our mind to know that you have to take on as many tasks as you possibly can. You know, now there are some people who have it down to a science. I can handle three things. I'm going to do these three things and when I'm done with one, I'll pick up another one so that I always have three things. But they're relaxed about it. They don't have a hundred different things going all at once. So it's finding that space for yourself and it's understanding what works for you and it's allowing yourself that time to to experience that relaxation mode, mind, body, spirit. And then as you become more adapted, more skill It really is a skill. As you develop that skill of relaxation, you can then bring it into the rest of your life. You'll see people that go through life that are dealing with things and they're so calm and cool, you know, but they've, they've developed that skill of relaxation. It didn't used to need to be a skill, but now it is. It's a skill we have to develop because it's not what we're taught in normal everyday life. So, um, all right, so this month just kind of look around get to know relaxation make it your friend <laughs> we've got about 10 minutes I'm going to just go ahead and let you guys know where to find me and then we're going to do our our uh, meditation and hopefully get you in a nice relaxed state of being and uh, then everybody go enjoy your day so you can find me at mysticaltruth.com now we have some we're redoing that website so the old radio show is on there I just went through it today and holy cow we really have to redo a lot on that one uh, there's a new one being built that will replace that one so the radio show that's advertised is really that's our old one it's it's not this one but um so mysticaltruth.com you can find me to set appointments that kind of thing find out more about me sacredlightofsedona.com is uh the website for the center in Sedona that I work through so you can set appointments there always for me as well and then 12weekcoaching.com is uh my life coaching website and you know you can again that one's also still being tweaked and and completed but um you can find me there to create life coaching experiences with me which are fun they run for 12 weeks and they're they're very nice um your life is totally well everybody so far their lives have been totally different i've been doing it for years so um so i hope you'll join me and also you can find me on facebook uh truth light that one's just kind of getting started the mystical truth page is the one we have going and um So hopefully we'll see you around in all the different techno spaces. So we're going to go ahead and take just a moment to get ourselves centered and just really have a nice vibe for the day. So go ahead and relax in whatever environment you're in. Get comfy and just take a moment. It's just going to be a few minutes, so it won't be a long one. Just relax, and as you're breathing in nice and deeply, you feel that energy with a deep breath in. You feel the energy move all the way down the center of your being, All the way down to your toes as you breathe in and out. And you can just feel this reviving of energy moving through your body. And as you breathe out, you feel the just stuff that doesn't serve you anymore moving out. And so take three or four deep breaths in and out and just relax and allow this energizing and releasing of things that don't serve you. It's almost like dusting your inner energy, dusting your chakras. And as we do this, we feel things become brighter and more brilliant. And we may even hear some beautiful sounds in our, in our mind's ear and see some beautiful colors in our mind's eye. We feel this energy just begin to expand as it becomes more and more enlivened. We feel our little particles dancing, reminding us of the energetic being that we are, just everything becoming very alive and happy now that we're bringing our attention towards it and recognizing it and appreciating that beautiful energy that we are. And we see this beautiful golden light just sparkling within us. And now allow that light to just expand out very gently through your whole body and just a few feet around you in this beautiful circle. You almost create a bubble of light around you. And you can see the gold and silver, different colors swirling around the outside of this bubble and it's just creating this beautiful loving energy within it and you're just radiating out this beautiful calm loving light this harmony and balance clarity acceptance and just allowing it to really fill this bubble with light and then we become aware that the light from the heavens the highest vibration god's light the universal light is flowing down through our the top of our head into our being and creating this beautiful shift of energy and expanding out through the bubbles. So actually this light is coming in from the heavens and just really empowering us and calming our energy and allowing us to think more clearly. We see this energy really move gently and calmly through our mind, through our brain, just calmly kind of sweeping things that no longer serve us out and allowing that light to enter our brain as well. Sometimes we forget about this part, and just allowing that whole system that the brain works through, just all the way through our physical body, just allowing it to calm and clarify itself, being at its best in a very calm manner, healthy and happy and rejuvenated. And then we feel this, we see this move around inside this bubble, and then we see this bubble just allowing energy to come out one side. And we're just sharing this beautiful energy with our whole environment. So it's all around the room you're in, through the property you're in. Allow it to move through the whole town, state, all through the country. Just bring in this calm, beautiful, loving energy around. And then we see it move all the way around Mother Earth just calming and remember it goes through the water too just kind of calming and balancing the water molecules and loving the beings in the water And some nice deep breaths to sort of empower this and we feel this beautiful light from the heavens powering and fueling this whole endeavor so it's actually just this beautiful universal light flowing through us first and then out to the universe or out around the globe And then we see this energy come back into the U.S., if we could please, wherever you're at. We see it come back to the U.S., and we just see it move through Mother Earth all the way through the United States. We see it move through Mother Earth to calm her on this day of fireworks and a lot of loud noises and chaotic energy and celebrations and that sort of thing, but really just allowing the calm to move through the different parks and different areas where they have the big celebrations and moving through the water to help calm those water molecules and the beings that swim through them and really allowing this calm to move all the way into Mother Earth and just let her know that she's very loved and that while, yes, there's a lot of chaos and maybe people littering and being being out of sorts and the big bangs from the fireworks and things just letting her know everything is everything is fine and she's loved and we just sort of give her a little extra TLC. And then as you do this and we're finishing up with that and just knowing that she is loved and and she'll get through this day without with minimal trauma. <laughs> allow that energy to just sweep around the earth to all the different countries of all the different people that listen to this show and all the different people that don't listen to this show and just spreading love. And uh, also another little, little burst of energy over to Egypt and really empowering in a positive manner the changes that are going on there and allowing clarity and light and love to be the fuel with which these changes take place. And just see this light and love being used in whatever manner, this needs to be used for the greater good and the highest and best outcome. And just sending love to the angels of all of the people throughout Egypt. And just embracing that that energy with love and light. And then go ahead and bring your attention back into your own environment and really experience this light flowing through from the universe and feeling that love, feeling that harmony. And just ask to be shown a relaxation state for you. Just allow yourself to be for a moment in silence. Deep breath in and out. And really feel the love and gratitude that's been flowing through you and that the universe holds for you beginning to realize what an amazingly beautiful being you are, how special you are, and how grateful we all are that you're here. And when you're ready, take a nice deep cleansing breath, release it, and open your eyes. Oh, So I hope this was a good way for you all to start your day. I hope we have a new perspective at least on relaxation and how it might fit in our lives. And I hope maybe we gave you some ideas on changes you could make to uh, embrace that relaxation a little more effectively. Um, Again, I am Truth Light, and I am here every morning, every weekday morning, to share my morning coffee and wake-up routine with you. And uh, I am grateful that you're here, whether you listen or not. And uh, you can find me again, mysticaltruth.com. 12weekcoaching.com and sacredlightofsedona.com. If you're coming to the area, by all means, set up an appointment. I would love to meet you. And uh, also holisticnaturalsco.com we want to thank as well. So everybody have a wonderful day. Relax. Enjoy yourself no matter what's going on. And just uh, embrace the fact that you are here with us to experience yet another 4th of July, whether you're in the U.S. or not. They have them elsewhere, I hear. (laughs) And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Everybody, have a wonderful day.